Warning, the following program contains subject matter not suitable for a younger audience. It contains offensive language and opinions. Stop it! You're acting like a child! Greetings, ghouls. It's time to discuss, disgust, and dissect. Horror. No normal mind can imagine. Okay, so to bring it to a weird tangent, in a tangent, within a tangent, is skewed into this tangent. And now, introducing our hosts, the gruesome twosome, Mike and Jeremy. We are Fetch of the Dead. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Welcome to Fans of the Dead. I'm Mike. I'm Jeremy. How you doing, bro? I've had better days, but you know what? It's all right. You've had worse days, I'm sure. I've definitely had worse days. No, man, spent spent the uh, morning at the dentist. Not fun, man. Not fun. It's Saturday, man. The dentist should be closed. Uh, not when you call a cell phone number and be like, dude, I need like some stuff. So you gave me some stuff. So your dentist is your drug dealer. Apparently, in a sense. <laughs> well, all right. So uh, I hope you're not going to be sleepy Jeremy over there. No, the last Percocet's worn off, so I'm good. Does that mean the pain's coming back? Eh, it's not actually too bad right now. That's what whiskey's for. Yeah. So, I mean, other than that, I'm still eating leftover Halloween candy, we're not being put on lockdown number two, but we do have a curfew. Yeah, because COVID comes out at night. Did you know that? They're like gremlins. Yeah, yeah, man. It will, except for the rules are a little different. It's like 930. You better get your ass home. Yeah, well, I I mean, I, I think what they're doing is they're, they're just trying to crack down on the house parties and and all that stuff that the high school and college kids are doing. Which makes sense. I mean, school's open, so, you know, people are out there doing stupid shit. It's it's funny, because you see these stores, especially, like, the high school kids. Um, you know, they're like, they're like, there was 50 kids at a high school party. They were underage drinking, and, and they weren't social distancing and masks and this and that. And then you read the comments on Facebook. They're like, oh, my God, these kids without their masks and without this and this and that. And I'm going, are we just going to forget that? Like, everyone was underage drinking with adult supervision? Like, we're just going <laughs> to leave that out? That's besides the point. There are bigger matters at hand. And speaking of matters at hand, it's November, so we got Thanksgiving right around the, the corner. We got Black Friday. I don't know if that's still going to be a huge thing this I don't think so, year. man, because... I think most places are just kind of doing their sales online for like the whole weekend. Way more convenient. I never understood waiting in the cold in the like middle of the night for shit. You know, it used to be like Friday morning, and but then it they started pushing it back to where it's like six o'clock on Thursday, like during Thanksgiving. I'm like, no, That's fucked up. I'm like, I'm not leaving my house because one, I'm like half on the wrapper, and like second, like like full of food. Yeah, no, I I never understood. Not to mention all the people that have to work it. Right, you know. Like, that's not fair. No, let them them have their day with their families. Yeah, so speaking of family, I'm very thankful for my family. So uh, let's be thankful for some horror families. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, of good families, a lot of dysfunctional families. (laughs) Yes, there's some dysfunction, but they put the fun in dysfunction yes they do yeah so this one was actually harder than i thought it was gonna be because once i just started writing down families my list got to like 20 and i'm like all right i should probably stop oh wait what about this family what about this family so uh yeah i definitely i definitely cut out like six families i cut out uh a great sid Haig movie spider baby it's an old classic because I watched a movie last month that I had to include on this list. All right, then. Spider-Baby? Not seen it? I have not seen Spider-Baby. <laughs> Just to see a young Sid Haig, you have to. Well, I'm going to now. 
He looks like he looks like a spider baby. He's not spider baby, but I mean, he, you know, God rest his soul. He was in a lot of things like back in like the sixties. Dude, he was in mad movies. A lot of a lot of TV shows too. Jackie Brown, he uh, did the great role as the judge randomly. Oh, that's right. <laughs> and during that scene, I I guess um, fuck me sideways. I can't think of her name. Jackie Brown crest. <laughs> <laughs> Pam Greer. So in that judge, so in that courtroom scene, I guess Pam Greer walked in and she saw Sid Haig as the judge and she just ruined the take hysterically laughing because he's always playing like a thug or some kind of weirdo or this gangster or like ruffian. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. All right, so you want to get into it? We'll be flipping a coin. Who's going first? Eh, we can flip a uh, coin or doesn't matter. I'll go first. All right. So for the top 10, top 10. my number 10, the Wilsons. The Wilsons. From Jordan Peele's newest movie, Us. Ah. Now, when I saw this movie, I just saw it last month for the first time. It is so fucking awesome. Is it? And it's one of those movies that you start noticing things. You're like, huh, was that a VHS copy of Chud? Why, golly, it was. <laughs> hmm, that's interesting. And, and like every single thing means something. Um, I thought it was very weird that Loonies, I've got five on it. The whole family is singing along to the song. The kids know all the lyrics. I mean, great song, classic song, obviously. I mean, how many times have you freestyled to that during a cipher? Um, well, at, at least twice. I'm calling bullshit. <laughs> your, face, <laughs> your face said zero. <laughs> you were counting on your hands, but your face said zero. That's okay. That's cool. But, I mean... It was a little odd. It took me out of it a little bit when they like a whole family is singing this on a car ride. But the song is very important. And I don't want to say anything more. Great instrumental version of the song. The movie is fucking awesome. So you got Adelaide, Gabe, the son is Jason, and the daughter is Zora. And basically they are on vacation and they meet up with their doppelgangers so your number 10 my number 10 it's almost kind of like a story of two families actually i went with the carters slash whatever that other family was called the mutant family in the original hills have eyes ah the jupiter clan the jupiter clan yes we have the carters which is bob ethel brenda lynn and her husband doug uh, who they're on vacation. They're going to California for, I guess the, I think it was like the parents silver anniversary the next day. And they, they stop at Fred's Oasis to fill up on their gas. And they're told, silver. Is that 25? Uh, yes, I believe so. Huh? That's a long time. Yeah. But anyway, so, you know, Fred warns them to, stay away you know keep on the main road stay away from the hills there's nothing but animals up there now so what do they do well fucking head up there yeah hey, why not let's let's just go although <laughs> he he you know hilariously drives off the road as like a fighter jet like goes over the car and like all of a sudden shit's flying everywhere and he can't see where he's going and he just drives off the road where they come across the uh the jupiter family who we have we have actually we find out this is Fred's son, Papa Jupiter. You have Mama the alcoholic like prostitute with kids Mars, Pluto, Mercury, and Ruby, who's their uh, like an abused daughter. Yeah, um, you know, you know right away she's abused because she doesn't have a planet name. She should be Venus. Yeah. Like, come on, stick to the theme, guys. But but yeah, I mean both both families I mean you have the Carters who have to watch their their father get crucified and burned at the stake. Watch one of their daughters get raped. Uh, one of those like sisters get raped or, or, or whatever. Horrible, horrible vacation. <laughs> yeah, 
I could say that's a vacation gone wrong. But no, this was this was a this was fun. I haven't seen this in a long time. Great Wes Craven movie. It is I'm, like that whole thing where with like the dog bit off. Um, oh, which which one was it? I forget. I think it was Michael Barryman's uh, character. I forget which. I think he was Mars, maybe. But when the dog bit off his like Achilles, it was Pluto. T- Pluto. We bit his like Achilles like heel off. And the bones like sticking out. Tendon. Tendon. Whatever. Shut up. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I feel like there's gonna be a good amount of drinking in this episode. So my number nine. Oh, don't get ready now because we're going off the rails. I'm. Oh, okay. Free drink. I'm going with the Strode and Myers families. Ah. Now, I went with this early in my list because, I mean, obviously Halloween, fucking classic. But I started to draw Michael Myers' family tree and I ran out of paper. <laughs> it, it It is so... It's insane. And depending on which timeline you're following, which movies, even like the newest Halloween movie just erases that shit. So, uh, oh, yeah, it just throws the entire timeline just out the window. Yeah, all those movies did not happen. Oh, fuck, I have to go to the fucking thing. Again. Who's Kenny Powers? He was in Eastbound and Down. So Danny McBride was the writer for the script. For the new Halloween, or the newest Halloween, at this point in time, when you're listening to this, he basically threw that out right away, because he's like, I'm not Michael Myers' brother, why the fuck am I scared? And that made a, that made a lot of sense. But I really liked the whole family tree, everyone in my family must die kind of angle. Apparently, John Carpenter didn't feel the same. He was in the middle of writing the second movie and to sell it to to sell the first Halloween to TV he had to add some more footage so they could extend the time so one of the scenes has a nurse walking Dr. Loomis to his you know cell or his room and the whole window is broken and she's like he must have broken the glass with his bare hands and in blood on the wall it says sister Hmm. so technically the first movie introduced the whole family theme but like i mean look at this i mean you got judith his older sister i mean uh, cut her right out uh, boom right off the bat but you got laurie strode his younger sister his niece jamie lloyd who we see in four five and six michael's nephew john tate his great nephew stephen lloyd who possibly depending on which timeline you're following he uh he banged his niece and had a nephew is that how that works i don't know (laughs) i'm just going off of what i read on on the internet there was a lot of there was a lot of incest she was kept in like this cell and she got forced to have a baby so they could pass the curse of thorn on to him and that's what i'm saying i mean like his family tree just goes off the rails but i love the strodes and the myers they're good people i don't want to have them over for thanksgiving but uh yeah good people so my number nine i went a little the movie was on the other day and i'm like you know what these people entertain me, so I'm going to throw them in here. And I know it's a little more comedy than it is like horror, but they're still fun. I went with the Dietzes. The Dietzes. The Dietzes. So we have Charles and Delia Dietz. And their, and their daughter, Lydia, who moved to, you know, this quaint little New England home after the previous owners of this house, you know, pass away in a freak accident. We have... Delia, who's this like eccentric artist, sculptor, wacko, yeah, and then Charles, who I think was he's he's in was it real estate or so something like that or like a developer. I don't know. He's got binoculars. He likes to watch birds. He likes to watch birds. I whistle that stupid song like constantly. 
it just pops in my head and I'll just like whistle whatever he whistles while watching like birds. But yeah, so we have Adam and Barbara who are the Maitlands who are trying to get them out. And Lydia is the only one that can see them. Or yeah, she's the only one that can see them. And of course, she's trying to tell her parents. Is that the handbook for the recently diseased? <laughs> it's deceased. Bet it reads like stereo instructions. It's very boring. It'll put you to dead. <laughs> um, but yeah, Lydia's their 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 daughter, who's like this '80s goth type. I guess if goth was a thing in the '80s, of course it was. But uh, yeah, she's trying to explain, you know, to her mother that like, oh, like I've seen ghosts. And of course, nobody believes her. It's like, ah, just, you know, stay in, stay in your room and go you know, shut up. Write your dark poetry. I'm utterly alone. So essentially, and then they call in Otho, who wants to have the seance to bring, you know, the couple back. And there's just a lot of, a lot of fun. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. They can, they can dance the Calypso. Can do that. How many families can do that? Probably a lot. Okay, my number eight. I also went with the Carters and the Jupiter Clan. Uh-huh. I fucking love this movie. Like, this is one of my favorite movies of all time. Drink. And I'm going to go so far to say, I also love the remake of this movie. That movie is a lot of good fun. So you add Ted Levine vanessa shaw into the uh into the mix but basically yeah so you got ethel big bob lynn doug bobby brenda and baby katie and on the flip side of that coin you get jupiter mars pluto mama mercury and fred from fred's oasis see his son jupiter killed the family's livestock and his sister so fred took him in a tire iron up to the hills Basically beat him in the fucking head, left him for dead. He wasn't dead. He bred with some alcoholic prostitute, as Jeremy puts it. They had three sons and a daughter, and now they steal supplies from travelers, which they also eat. Creepy fucking movie, and it's classic. Yeah, you gotta see it. It's a good one. Yeah, they. You know, it's funny. I was watching it the other day, and the like range and sound because like you're trying to listen to them talk and i turn the sound up susan's trying to work like in the other room and then all of a sudden you know something happens and like this loud music and noise and she comes can, can you turn that down i'm like dude it's on like 10 like it, like it's what do you want me to do like i need to be able to like hear it and, but it was really good um they almost kind of looked like a mix of like cavemen and like indians native americans but yes, I, I agree. In uh, the newer remake, they kind of went with a more like mutation type of deal. Yeah. But got to throw throw it up for Michael Berryman. A fucking awesome dude. And he played Pluto in the original. Fucking awesome. Yeah, they, they definitely focused more on like the radioactive um, like zone in the remake. Yeah, I mean, it, it worked. You've seen the opening credits to that movie. There's yeah. some freaky-ass fucking twisted shit. Yeah, there is. So my number eight. The Fullers. The Fullers. From, from Dust Fuller Dull. House? Fuller House, yes. Ah, oh, yeah, that is a scary-ass fucking family. The painted ladies in San Francisco have never been the same. No, they have not. But instead, we'll talk about the ones from, from Dusk Till Dawn. Ah, okay, those ones. Yeah. So, after a bank heist, you know, we have the Gecko brothers, Seth and Richard, who kidnapped the Fuller family, who we have Jacob, who is a former pastor, or maybe he was still a pastor and just, like, was... I, I can't remember, but I think he basically just quit being a pastor because he he's on a co- spiritual hiatus. Yeah. And you have his kids, Kate and Scott, who run into the Gecko brothers at a motel and they kidnap them basically for their RV so they can meet their boss like over the border in Mexico, Cheech number three. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and give him his uh, payoff. So 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's um, you can definitely tell the family dynamic is is it's a little estranged, like it's a little awkward towards like the beginning of the movie. Like, I don't, I, like I don't think the kids really want to be like wherever it is that they're going. I mean, their um, mother just died, and they're right. all grieving in their own ways, and the father just wants to spend as much time with them as he can, and they're teenagers, and they're like, this sucks. Right. But, you know, as as the movie goes on and they make their way to the titty twister and get ass deep in a vampire battle, Jacob goes down doing what he what any father would do, protecting his kids and, you know, have they have this, you know, kind of coming together kind of kind of vibe at the end. Cheers to Jacob. Word. So number seven, I went with the Firefly family. Oh, surprised they weren't higher on your list. There's a lot of families on my list, okay? Well, fine. I'm sorry. They all are important. But there's a lot of people in this family. So you got Captain Spaulding, Otis, who may or may not be an adopted son. You got Vera Ellen, also baby. You have Mother Firefly, Tiny, Rufus, who I believe is a junior and he's not actually Captain Spaulding's son. So maybe Mother Firefly is another one of those alcoholic prostitutes who just has a bunch of kids. Uh, so you got Grandpa Hugo. He's he's walking around. Uh, there's Earl Firefly, who may or may not be Dr. Satan. Dr. Satan may or may not be part of the family. I'm talking about House of a Thousand Corpses, The Devil's Rejects, and Three from Hell. Also going to say Spalding has a brother named Charlie, who's played by Ken Foree in Devil's Rejects in Three from Hell. We've got Winslow Foxworth Foxy Coltrane, who's Otis's half-brother. There's a lot of fucking rejects running around, and they're all a good time. Jesus. I mean, unless you're going to get murdered, that's not a good time. No, and they, they don't go about it in a very nice way. I mean, can you murder someone in a nice way? No, oh, I mean, it could be nice and quick. I mean, you don't, I mean, I mean, scalping somebody and things like that, probably, you know. Or skinning someone and wearing their face and then trying to make out with their daughter. That's pretty fucking creepy. But these are great movies. I love them. Great time. Great family. Fuck yeah. Tootie fucking fruity. Tootie fucking fruity. All right. So my, what are we on? Seven? Seven. Seven. My number seven, The Grams from Hereditary. Grams. Oh, shit. So we have Annie Graham. She's an artist. She lives with her husband, Steve, son, Peter, and daughter, Charlie. Annie's mother, Ellen, passes away. Who's She's like this very secretive person. And Steve, I guess, is notified that her like grave has been desecrated. And Annie's starting to see her all over the place. She attends a attends a support group for her family that has a history of like mental illness so like a support group for the bereaved or whatever and now her idiot son lies about going to a school party or a school event to go to a party brings whoa Annie makes... whoa, whoa 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 you're not gonna say it are you no i won't okay no nah, don't don't say it man dude that scene fucking whoa yeah all right fine but anyway so after the thing that must not be named, like Annie goes off her rocker, like she's desperate to have like this seance. Was it to bring Charlie back, or or just talk to her, or like whatever it was? And then yeah, yeah, to bring her back from the party. She's been partying way too long. It's true, but yeah, I mean, she's she's she goes like bad shit. She blames like Peter, her son, for everything. And shitty to her husband, Steve, who... We interrupt this podcast to bring you this breaking news. We have nothing actually to report, except that Jeremy can't keep his fat trap shut from spoiling the movie for everybody else. For those of you listening at home, you're welcome. Anyway, so basically Annie's bad shit. Steve is just kind of along for the ride and like... He's very aloof. Yeah, he's very aloof. Peter 
he's he's a fucking teenager. He just wants to smoke weed. Right. And, and right. And, you know, obviously, now. and obviously he feels bad for, you know, whatever happened. And then there's the whole thing at the end, which is just completely fucked up. Whoa. Yeah. So, yeah. Very, very uh, interesting family there. Yeah. So, number six, the Sawyer family. The Saw is family. So, this is another family that, depending on which movies you're talking about, there's a lot of members. So, I did this as my number six because I did, you know, the Fireflies as number seven, who I think kind of play homage to this family. From the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, we have the Hitchhiker, the Cook, who later in other movies find out his name is Drayton. We have Grandpa Sawyer, Leatherface. Uh, so that's part one. Part two, you get the addition of Chop Top, played by the great Bill Mosley. Edward Tex Sawyer, played by Vigo Mortison in part three. You also get Tink Alfredo. Mama Ann, my favorite, not my favorite movie, my favorite addition to the family <laughs> from the next generation, Vilmer, played by Matthew McConaughey. Holy fuck, man. They, they, this family's fucking crazy. They're so crazy that they changed their name to Hewitt for the remake and the prequel to the remake. But they were the Sawyers again for Alexandra Daddario's 3D version and then for Leatherface and they have a movie coming out next year. I'm very excited. Even if it's a crappy movie, a Texas Chainsaw movie is always fun. I can't say that any one of these movies was not fun to watch. Of course not. If they're good or bad, they're always they're just going to be fun. I mean, obviously Next Generation is pretty much heralded as like the worst fucking movie but it's fucking fun you get renee zellweger is like come on it's a crazy time all right so my number six i actually went with a tv show family well wait what what tv yeah okay cool i went with the crane family from haunting of hill house Ooh. Did you see that? Good one. Hell fucking yeah, that was a great show. I have not seen the uh, Blind Manor season. Blind Manor is good. It's very different. Obviously, it's a different story. Right, I understand that. But I mean, it's a lot more drama than actual like horror. Uh, But but it's 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 still very good, though. So we have... Hugh and Olivia Crane, Hugh flips houses. Um, so they move into this into this house that they're going to obviously flip. But because of extensive repairs, they have to stay longer. Some horrible tragedy happens involving Olivia, the mother. And then we have, uh, let's see, we have son Stephen Crane, who writes a book about all these, all the things that happen in the house, much to the siblings' uh, disapproval. Luke is a junkie who's perpetually trying to he's going in and out of like rehab like throughout the series. Shirley who owns a funeral parlor Theo is a child psychologist who can basically read people by touching them which apparently Olivia could as well. And Nell the youngest daughter who just never got over all the events at the house. Yeah no this was definitely a cool it was a cool story. I haven't read the book. I guess I guess the book is pretty good. Shirley Jackson, classic. They they've made so many different adaptations on this. Um, I believe The Haunting from 1963 was actually suggested for our next movie based off of this. Yeah, no. Um but yeah, so really good good amount of um good amount of jump scares in it. Very the sad. Neck lady dog. Oh my god, dude, that got me, man. Yeah, but like, I mean, the end of the the end of the series. I mean, that was just it was sad. It was very sad, yeah. but very good. 
I don't want to butcher names, but Carla Gugino. Yeah. As, as the mom. Yep. And well, Henry Thomas played uh, younger Hugh, I believe. I believe so. Anyway. Wait, what? Henry, Henry Thomas was the dad. Right. He was the younger version of the dad. There was two versions. Timothy Hutton, I think, was the uh, older one. Because they do flashbacks. There's two versions of each character, dude. Whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that Henry Thomas was just a dad. I'm going to say that you're goddamn wrong. I'm, I might be. It's been a, been a minute since I watched that. You could say it's been a grip since I saw that series on Netflix. But great series nonetheless. We will pause for a moment so Jeremy can try to prove me wrong. You're right. You're right. I didn't. I didn't even look it up. I just. I just. Uh, Where is it? There he is. Yeah, that's Timothy Hutton. You just showed me his name and nothing else. <laughs> that's all you need. That doesn't. That doesn't prove anything. But like, just thinking about it, you're right. Which is weird. That's like how I met your mother. You have Bob Saget narrating for Ted, but Ted's already a grown ass man. When the hell is he going to turn into Bob Saget? Yeah, he should already be Bob Saget. Yeah, Family Guy even uh, joked about that. That's uh, that's weird. Okay, so number five. Number five. The Torrance family. Another family just taking a nice vacation. Was it a vacation, though? Well, no, technically it was a job on the off-season of the Overlook Hotel. But... Jack Torrance thought maybe this would be a great opportunity to write his novel, which is going to be the next great American novel. I just know it. (laughs) As long as it's not too much work, because, you know, all work and no play make Jack a dull boy. Everyone knows that. But you get Jack, Wendy, Danny, and dare I say, Tony. Tony. You know, he lives in Danny's mouth. That's not weird at all. That was, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, you fast forward into the future. I might even say Abra is part of the Torrance family. She's a distant niece. I I believe she's a niece, half niece, if you will. I don't know if you've read the books. Um, Great, great story about a man kind of just not unwinding. He's unraveling and... He redeems himself at the end. He re- he really does. Yeah. He does. You didn't read the book. I didn't read the book at all. No. Okay. Well, in the book, he redeemed himself at the very end. <laughs> in the movie, not so much. <laughs> I was about to say, I'm like, I, um, where's the redemption? <laughs> he froze to death outside in the maze. I thought trying to murder his son. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, you know, sometimes you got to take your fucking medicine. Yeah. So my number five, I have no idea what their last names are. I'm pretty sure, I don't know if they have them. So I called them the Sinning Puritan Outcasts. Oh, from the witch. From the Vavitch. Oh, they were on my list before I, I crossed them off. Yeah. So we have William, Catherine, Thomason, Caleb, Mercy, Jonas, and for a brief moment, baby Samuel. Oh, brief moment. Apparently stolen by a witch with lightning quickness. You can't even yeah. say peekaboo. Peekaboo. Oh, fuck where the baby go. Yeah. So I mean, I mean this this family is just basically they're 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 full of sinning. Um they're full of sinning. They're full of sinning. In Puritan ways, I guess, you know, where, you know, they consider, like, uh, Puritanical pride. sin. Like, uh, what was William? He's like, I have sinned. I have had too much pride or whatever the fuck it was. But anyway, so, like, Catherine, I think, was, was she, like, thinking about, like, other dudes while they're, like, trying to, like, have sex or something? I forget what her, like, what the fuck word am I looking for? Like, her confession Lust? was. Yeah. And yeah, so I mean, you have William. Actually, the whole family thinks Thomason is a witch. Like you know, no, I don't want. Well, no spoilers. Never mind. I'm not even gonna say. She's a witch. May we burn her? 
Never mind. And then, like, the twins, because they can't, like, say their, like, prayers. Everyone's tripping balls off of ergot. 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 (laughs) Like, like, corn rot that makes you trip balls. And they're in the middle of the woods. And then they basically, they just all go fucking nuts. Well, except for Caleb, who got seduced by, what would you call her, booby trap? And is uh, is like puking up crab apples and professing his love for Jesus. I mean, like, I love you, Jesus. (laughs) Yeah, uh, this just really, really weird family and the you know kids talking to goats. Black Philip, what up, PP? (laughs) Very strange family. Mm, I will agree. All right, number four. The Freelings. I almost picked them, but I took them off my list. They're here. Yeah, so love love The Freelings. I mean, obviously, they went a couple movies maybe more than they should have. The remake, I have still yet to watch. I really want to watch it, even though I hear horrible things about it. But we have Diane and Stephen. Stephen is a real estate developer, and they move into a new house with their children, Dana, Robbie, and Carol Ann, the they're here uh, kid. Not the are they're here kid. That's actually my kid doing that. I'd like to even include Tangina <laughs> Barons. <laughs> I think it's Tangina. Uh, she's a spiritual medium who is a staple in this franchise. Poltergeist. This house is clean. I fucking love this movie. Um, The other ones I've honestly only seen probably like one time each. But the first one I've seen multiple times. Another Toby Hooper classic, even if Steven Spielberg was. But I never actually saw the third one. I saw I saw one and two. Two was okay. The third one was like in a in a hotel or like some shit. Right. That one. That dude. That was one. I think I saw that one actually first. But it freaked me out. They're like zombies coming out of the elevator or some shit. And and like I saw it on like channel 56 is like, you know, I was probably like eight years old. I'm like, oh, what the <laughs> fuck is this? Yeah, no, I, I mean, I saw this the first one. God, I was probably like eight years old, eight, nine years old. And I couldn't sleep for the life of me. And so my mother put cartoons on. She's like, all right, like, you know, watch this before bed. I'm like, that's. Not gonna get rid of the lady peeling her face off. Oh my god, dude, that scene is brutal. Like they do it hilariously, uh, like a parody of it in, in yeah. the show Holliston. But that scene, dude, oh, in the the pool, the pool scene with the mom and the bodies popping up. That's what got me as a kid, and just Craig Nelson's. You son of a bitch! You moved the cemetery. But you left the bodies, didn't you? And he's just yelling in the face of James Karen, who we all know is Frank from Return of the Living Dead and many other things. God rest his soul. Here's one for you, Frank. So my number four, we actually literally, I, I had seen the movie, but we literally had just finished watching it. I'm going to go with The Ladomases from Ready Ooh, or Not. Good one. I uh, I didn't add them just because there are too many families in the world. That's true. It's hard to include them all. I knew it. I put them on because who doesn't love a game night? We all love game night. I'm actually thinking about um, doing another Zoom party and trying to think of some kind of game that we could all play. Maybe hide and seek. Yeah, I don't know how that would work, but um, we'd figure it out. So we... I'm just saying hide and seek because it was in the movie, you dipshit. Jeez. So, God, so we so we have Daniel, we have Daniel, his snobby wife Charity, cokehead Emily, and her husband Fitch. Who Fitch is hilarious. He is he is fantastic. He's googling. Uh, God, is he the dude that gets stuck with the crossbow? <laughs> He's how do I use this? Oh God, he's like googling like like satanic pact bullshit or no. <laughs> uh, they have the two twins Georgie and Gabe and Aunt Helene who is also hilarious yeah there's many a meme about Aunt Helene 
Tony and Becky, the, the two parents, Al, the youngest brother, Alex, who's going to marry Grace, Samara Weaving, and they apparently made a deal so they could get their family fortune, but they have to do this tradition every time a new person comes into the family, they have to have this game night, and there's only one bad card, and she picks it. Of course. Or else, you know, we wouldn't be watching the fucking movie. Right, and... Yeah, so basically the whole movie is them trying to kill Grace or else they all die. Yeah, they kind of just explode. Yeah, and that, that was fantastic. It's like... Folks, it appears he has done it again. You really just can't hire good help these days. What a dick. Great movie, um, though. No, it's fantastic. It's Definitely um, some great funny parts. I would not want to play Monopoly with this family. No. Maybe the Ouija board. Yeah, maybe. Number three. Get out. The Lutzes from Amityville Horror. Now, before we even get into this, I do want to say this is another movie where I really appreciate the remake. I know you don't. Yeah, I wasn't a huge fan. I really like the remake, and I'm a huge fan of the original. So you have George and Kathy and Kathy's three children. And they're recently married and moving into a fucking fabulous house that they can't even afford. But they get it on, on a low price. Like, you know, shit happens in Long Island sometimes. And that shit that happened here happened in December 1975. This actually really happened. Like, you can, like, look it up. It's historical. I I believe somebody actually just bought that house, too. Oh, no, wait. That's my bad. That did not happen in December 1975. This house has flipped hands multiple times. So the Lutzes moved in December 1975 and then left 28 days later. But November 13th, 1974, just a little over a year before the Lutzes move in, Ronald Defoe Jr., Butch, we'll call him, he killed six of his family members. Ronald Sr., Louise, his brothers Mark and John Matthew, his two sisters Dawn and Allison. It's said that Louise and Allison were actually awake when Ronald went around and shot them with the 35 caliber rifle. So, for some reason, he is motivated to murder his family and decides to run to the local bar, uh, Henry's Bar, and get help. So, at first, the cops were a little confused because, you know, he was the one that kind of alerted them to the crime scene. So, they actually thought it was a mob hit. And then he confessed the next day. Once I started, I just couldn't stop. It just went so fast. So the Lutzes move in. After 28 days, they bounce. And, I mean, since 1977, owners have reported no weird occurrences, you know, besides people coming by to take pictures and, you know, right. be, be annoying fans. Um, the Lutzes took a polygraph in June of 1979. They passed. So what, like, they're recounting of the tale they think it's real but the guy that wrote the story even came out and said that over many bottles of wine they came up with the the horror story so it's basically what i think is maybe you're in a house and you hear some weird sounds and you you just get so scared that you, you move out and this guy's like how can we make a book out of weird sounds okay let's throw bees at a priest and murder people. I mean, it makes sense. You got to add murder and bees. Maybe more murder hornets. Oh, shit. We got a book, dude. Sweet. Murder hornets. That'll be a movie soon. I'm sure it's already in production. Uh, probably. Get out. So my number three, we're going back to the Torrances. Jack Torrance, a writer who is a recovering alcoholic, takes a job as a caretaker for the Overlook Hotel. Obviously, we have his wife, Wendy, who's this very 
submissive type very mousy character yeah very mousy i really really did not like her in the movie i don't know if it was just the actress um shelly duvall yeah i'm just not a fan i don't know i kind of kind of hated her well damn bro but anyway so and then we have uh danny who has his you know his friend tony um he has telepath he has like this telepathic premonition about the hotel i i believe it's called the shining it is called the shining yes the hotel has a shine to it and not that like gaudy 70s wallpaper shine yeah no this is this is what dick halloran calls it so yeah big big snowstorm hits jack's like mental stability is just gone out the window from he's not able to write anything you know his danny's seeing old women in the in the bathtub who's trying to strangle him it it just 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 doesn't end well for anybody well i mean danny and wendy get out all right it's true they do get out all right and then jackie runs down to the boiler and he finally releases all the pressure and he explodes the whole hotel redeeming his character I'm guessing that was in the book. Well, I didn't just fucking make it up, asshole. You could have. I totally could have. I mean, what the fuck, right? He is Johnny. But, but yeah, definitely like a, I'm guessing they basically were staying married just for Danny's sake. Because I, I believe she said like in one of his drunken stupors, like he had like injured Danny or something. He broke his fucking arm. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, obviously not a happy marriage. And this didn't make it any better. No, coming at your wife and child with an axe is not going to glue your marriage back together. No. Anyway. Anyway, you actually sent this to me, but it was an Amazon review of The Shining. This was hilarious. A one-star review. Jack is rude. well yes the dude is just rude throughout the movie and that (laughs) that got the shining a one-star review like what the fuck kind of review is that i mean he's not wrong i mean he's not wrong but i mean how many one stars is this guy giving out like every every movie is gonna get a star because someone's rude Uh, I watched the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and can I just say, I'm giving it a one star. Only, only because you can't give it zero stars. You have to give it at least one star. But that guy with the face that wasn't his face on his face, he was so (laughs) disgustingly rude. And he didn't even wash his hands. I mean, he had a mask. He had a mask. There's that. But he was not washing his hands. And his kitchen, ugh. I would give that Yelp, like, such a bad review. So, (laughs) half a star. (laughs) So rude. Oh, God. Oh, God. Uh, Please subscribe to us. (laughs) Somebody. We're funny. Number two? <laughs> yeah, that, that was pretty shitty. Number two. I went with the creeds. Now, I went with the creeds because both the original and the remake got me. Like, as a kid, watching the original Pet Cemetery movie, it freaked me out. Like, that whole Zelda fucking thing. Like, holy shit. Like, but as a father... When I watched the new one, the same time that, you know, the scene happens, you know, the devastating scene, the second that happened, I don't know if like the fan moved. I don't even have a fan. Uh, Dust was just like in my eyes, like my eyes, just like there was shit in my eyes, man. It was just like the same time it happened in the movies. It's amazing how how coincidental that that all like. You know, between that and, like, somebody just randomly starts cutting onions somewhere and it just, like, comes in through the window. Onions don't get me. Like, I've worked in the kitchen for a long time, but uh, my contacts, they, oh. they block onions. 
but not dust. <laughs> not dust. <laughs> dust gets me, man. No, no, no. But uh, yeah, so if I don't have my contacts, I'm I'm wearing glasses. Yeah, I, I get the onion pain. But uh, you got, you know, Zelda. She's the dead aunt from Rachel's past. She's the mom. Lewis, the dad. Judd, I would say, could be a surrogate grandpa in this movie. Gage, Ellie, and Church the Cat. Great family moves into a new house in the middle of Maine. I believe it's Ludlow. And they move next to this ridiculously busy interstate. They're like, oh, fuck. When the real estate guy showed us this house, there was no trucks barreling ass down the road. But now there are foreshadowing something that might happen. So this was written after Stephen King's daughter's cat was killed on a busy road, just like the the one in this story. And, and he basically did not bury the cat in a pet cemetery. He told his daughter straight up what happened. I was like, sorry, it sucks. But he said <laughs> out of all his stories, this one is the one that genuinely scared him the most. Sometimes dead is better. Love that fucking movie. Sorry. I I just really enjoy the Pet Cemetery movies. Is really all, good, all of them. Part one, part two, and remake. Yeah, no, the remake I was actually pleasantly surprised with. I heard, you know, everyone always has something shitty to say about something, but you know, we we gave it a chance and we loved it. Yeah, I mean, especially remakes. It's like even before it comes out, fuck that movie. It's so stupid. I mean, I know they swapped it to um, where it was no, a girl. No, 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 It's the... No, don't ruin that one, man. This movie got me. I I, I like when, when people like can feel that, you know, experience it. Fine. Yes. So my number two... Oh, by the way, I, I'm sorry. To cut you off again. Jeez. If you're... Taking a spelling test coming up. Do not go with S-E-M-A-T-A-R-Y. That is the incorrect spelling. Google tells me it's C-E-M-E-T-E-R-Y. No S's, no A's. Thank you for you know coming to funny? my TED Talk. Like, I was, I was reading, I don't know, I was looking at the cover or whatever. What else? I was looking at, like, IMDb or something like that. And I've read that for years and years, like, you know, cemetery with an S and it just looked normal. I don't know why. I know that's not how you spell it. Like if I went to like write the word somewhere, I'd write it with a C. But like if I see it with an S, like, I don't know. I just like I never went. Oh, that's wrong. Hmm. Well, I mean, it's perfect in the movie or I mean, the book, too, obviously, It, it was written by kids and that's how they thought it was spelled. It's phonetic. All right, so number two, I went with The Sawyers. Oh, I told you the Sawyers family. Yes, you went over them. We have, we have Drayton, uh, Nubbins and Chop Top, Jedediah, who's Leatherface, Grandpa, who's too old to really do anything. Oh, when they give him that hammer, dude, <laughs> he and just he can't misses. even hold it. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Drayton, he he's the owner of a gas station. He do, he doesn't really like doesn't take pleasure in killing people. So he just has like the younger brothers do it, you know. And they kind of hit the jackpot when you know the hardesties come along with their friends. And some things you got to do don't mean you have to like it. Yeah, and then you know they just have a nice little dinner with 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 Sally and a good meal. That meal earned them a spot. On Joe Bob's Thanksgiving special last year, I think it was called The Dinners of Death. Yes. That was fucking awesome. This is one of my favorite movies of all time. I still love the VHS. But Sally was not a fan of the dinner, but, you know, to each their own. You know? (laughs) Different strokes for different folks. (laughs) Different tastes Uh, for different waists. But anyway, yeah, so, I mean, just great family you know they're just they're just homesteading they're just trying to you know they're different live off the land whether it may be people or not you know what are you gonna do you cannot eat people that could be a thing you do 
People gotta don't eat, man. do. Yeah, <laughs> they do. They gotta eat. Okay, so we're all thankful for family. This has been a good episode, I think. My number one. Number one. Oh, let me put down my beer. The Adams family. I could not not include them in an episode about families. I really wanted to include the monsters as well, but you know, we only have so many slots, and I have a special spot in my heart for the Adams family. So originally, Charles Samuel Adams, Chaz Adams, was a cartoonist whose reoccurring characters became the Adams family. So I guess they didn't even have fucking names when he was cartooning it, except it. It had a name. <laughs> I guess it's <laughs> as much of a name as it can be. But they turned into the family that we all know and love. His first name was almost Rapilli, but it Gomez, Morticia, you know, Garamia, Garidamia, Garabella, Wednesday, Pugsley, Uncle Fester, Grandmama, their butler Lurch, that disembodied hand we'll call thing and the hairy hirsute motherfucker cousin it who in the recent animated movie was played by snoop d-o-double-g yeah so i guess there's there's rumors of them doing like another like kind of reboot and they're actually talking about like christina ricci I don't know if they would have her play Morticia or you know reprise like as Wendy, but like I've seen like pictures of her dressed up as Morticia. Wendy, Wendy, uh, Wednesday. <laughs> I was like, wow, you've got a fucking nickname for her. She, I don't think she's not old enough to be Morticia. Dude, she's, I mean, she's our age. She's we're not old enough to be Morticia. I mean, she's in her forties, dude. We're not in our forties. You fucking idiot. Shut up. We're getting there. We're like within We're months, not there okay? yet. But no, like I, I saw a picture. I don't know if it was like a Halloween costume or whatever, but she was dressed up like Morticia and yeah. Christina Ricci as Morticia. Okay, here's the app store. What the fuck, Siri? Sometimes I don't even know why I go through you first because Google is right here. I have to type in the same amount of fucking shit. Richie Amore. Tisha Adams. Holy shit. It was like one of the first things to pop up. Yeah, I watched that movie. I would too. So yeah, I love the Adams Family. Obviously, it's been a cartoon. It was a long-run TV show. We got two movies. Or three movies now, if you include the uh, the new animated computer animated one. But Adams Family Values, that one was hilarious. When they're in like the the waiting room at the doctor's office and the girl's like <laughs> and then like all this crap happened blah 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 and the stork and like she's coming up with this like whole fantastical tale of like how she's gonna have like a baby brother or whatever and wednesday's just like yeah our parents fucked <laughs> <laughs> they had sex and it's funny because the adams family was the first married couple on american tv implied to have a sex life interesting interestingly awesome Da-na-na-na. giggity giggity so oh my number oh, one. you know what it really oh, should... i love interrupting you Da-na-na-na. Da-na-na-na. that's spanking not clapping okay so my number one number one cheers No shit. Dude, that's a triple double. So we went like full like Steph Curry right here? Dude, we doubled on the same number. Well, all right then. We, we got to do a, that means we got to do a B52. Rome if you want to. Wait, what? The, never mind. <sighs> it was a bad dad joke. I died. I, I'm, I'm a dad, but I didn't get it. The B-52s roam if you want to. Oh, don't they do Love Shack? Yeah, they do that too. Or Rock Lobster. That is the worst song I ever have to do on Rock Band. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking Rock Lobster, really? 
Okay. Anyway, I mean, just there's not much more to say about the Adams family, but I just know when I saw this movie in the theater, I needed to live in that house. That house is that house that you when you think haunted house in your head, this is the house that you think of. Right. I mean, I just I've always wanted like that house with like secret passages and slides into vaults and shit and uh, it, it just seems like a good fun time even if you know the two kids spend most of a movie trying to kill their baby sibling that's only one of the movies it's true it was it was i was it yeah adam's family values was on the other day and i turned it on just as they just as they put the baby in the guillotine and uh morticia comes up she's like oh it's like it's time to do something They're like Oh, okay. But, but yeah, no, um, super fun family. I love watching the old TV show, which is obviously a, a lot more campy and slapstick as compared to like the movies, but. Which, I mean, the movies are just as campy. It just seems more sarcastic, dry humor. Yeah. Gallows humor, if you will. But shout out to Morticia. Every version of Morticia because she's like the ultimate MILF. Sorry, but I mean, Carolyn Jones was, she was hot. I think I just said that. I know. I'm just saying. But like, I, I, I actually, if I had to choose between her and Angelica Houston, I, I would go with her. So yeah, no, I've, I've just always been a fan. I actually spent like, well, like, I desperately was like rooting for Uncle Fester to like get his memory back and like he's got to be with his family and you know instead of with oh god who was who's the lady like she found him on the side of the road or whatever and then like brainwashed him yeah and like even the second movie was kind of almost the same thing it's like we're losing uncle fester again to a different woman <laughs> well that time he was gonna get married right yeah but i mean like the first one is his fake mom and this is his wife who you know wives are fake moms you know yeah that whole Oedipal thing. Yeah. But yeah, they would be my first family. Fuck yeah. All right, man. That was a, a great list. What else we got on the docket? Um, oh, what do we have on the docket? Fan feedback. Ah, uh, yes, we had some fan feedback. So we reached out to people for our next movie. We did like fans choice. So I asked on Facebook what people would like us to do. And we had quite a few we had quite a few responses. So on Twitter, we did a vote. Yeah, basically, there were too many movies to do. So we went with the most popular picks, made a couple polls. It came down to Saw versus Scream, and Scream won out. So our November movie is going to be Scream. I don't know if I've seen that. What the fuck is that? Um, I don't know. I'll have to check it out. <laughs> Do you like scary movies? So, it was suggested to us by Old Man Fergie on Twitter. So, Old Man Fergie, you win the big giveaway. So, I don't know what t-shirt size you and we'll, uh, we'll throw you a t-shirt. Thank you for that pick. Great movie. I mean, I saw that probably the weekend it came out, and it was amazing. Like, I was so excited about, about seeing the movie. I loved seeing horror movies in the theater, no matter what fucking movie it was. But that one, I was that fucking... I was Ghostface for Halloween that year. Or no, it, was, it would have been the next year. Because I think it came out in December. So it would have been October the next year. Yeah, no, it was definitely fun. So many quotable lines from it. No, it's definitely going to be a fun movie to go over. My mom and dad are going to be so mad at you. You feel like kind of woozy. Oh, that's a good one, man. Bam. Bitch went down. Bam. Super bitch. Rose McGowan. Yeah. I got nothing. I got nothing else, too. You can catch us on Potomatic, Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, iHeartU fans. 
You can also find us on Facebook, Fans of the Dead. We are on Instagram, Fans of the Dead 1. Got a YouTube channel, Fans of the Dead. You can catch us on Twitter. Follow us there, at Fans of the Dead 1. That's the number one. If you want to shout out to us, any bitches, any complaints, suggestions, a movie you might want us to review, Fans of the Dead Podcast at gmail.com. Like us. Subscribe to us. Yo, go to iTunes right now. If you're still listening, that means you care. So go there right now, hit five stars, and drop us a line. That'll be our fan feedback for next next fucking episode. Takes about two minutes. Less, man. You slow. Well, it depends on old, what kind of you know what you want to you want to write us here. you want to write us a long review, it might take you a couple minutes. Damn, man, they don't have to fucking write us a goddamn tome. Maybe a hyperbole. Haiku. I would like to see a haiku. If you do a haiku, <laughs> that, you know, mad props. That'd be good. As always, have fun. Be safe. Peace. <laughs>